The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Peter approached Jesus and asked him, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus answered, I say to you, not seven times, but 77 times. That is why the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who decided to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the accounting, a debtor was brought before him who owed him a huge amount. Since he had no way of paying it back, his master ordered him to be sold, along with his wife, his children, and all his property in payment of the debt. At that, the servant fell down, did him homage, and said, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back in full. Moved with compassion, the master of that servant let him go and forgave him the loan. When that servant had left, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a much smaller amount. He seized him and started to choke him, demanding, Pay back what you owe. Falling to his knees, his fellow servant begged him, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he had the fellow servant put in prison until he paid back the debt. Now when his fellow servants saw what had happened, they were deeply disturbed and went to their master and reported the whole affair. His master summoned him and said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you your entire debt because you begged me to. Should you not have had pity on your fellow servant as I had pity on you? Then in anger, his master handed him over to the torturers until he should pay back the whole debt. So will my heavenly Father do to you unless each of you forgives your brother from your heart. The Gospel of the Lord. This past Friday marked 19 years since the events of 9-11, the day which terror was brought to the doorstep of the American people. And this past Friday, many media networks showed the exact moments in which thousands of people lost their lives. And today, in the sacred scriptures, we hear some of the most challenging passages of the Word of God concerning, concerning forgiveness. The Word of God does not merely say that we should forgive, but that we must forgive. We hear in the first reading from Ben Sirach, forgive your neighbors injustice, then, you, then when you pray, your own sin will be forgiven. So we hear in Ben Sirach that forgiveness is conditional. If we want to be forgiven, we must also forgive. And this important concept is also brought out in part of the prayer in which Jesus Christ teaches his disciples, that perfect prayer, the Our Father, in which we pray, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. It doesn't say, forgive us our trespasses as we should forgive those, or as we sometimes forgive those, or as we forgive those who trespass against us some of the time. And in the gospel, which we just heard, 
The master had forgiven his servant an incredible debt. And we are to do likewise. And if we refuse to forgive others for sinning against us after God has forgiven us an incredible sin, then we become the man in the gospel. And we will suffer the same fate. We have to remember that all of us here are sinners. Each and every one of us, you and I, all of us are in need of God's grace, His unconditional love and mercy. Nobody's excluded. Nobody. And some people don't like to hear this. So often people will say, well, Father, I'm not really a sinner. I don't need to go to confession. I don't, Father, I just don't sin. Well, that's the first sin. That's a sin of pride. John the Evangelist says this in his first epistle, the person who says they have not sinned is a liar. Don't take my word for it. I'm not calling you a liar if you say you don't sin. John the Evangelist, the youngest of the apostles, who stood at the foot of the cross of the Lord, whom our Lord entrusted his mother to, John the Evangelist who writes the Gospel of John, three epistles, and the book of Revelations. He says it. He says that if we say that we have no sin, that we are a liar. All of us here have sinned. And it's really not easy in our culture today to forgive people. You know, we just think about the themes of the most popular books, movies, and television shows. The theme is vengeance. Getting revenge for somebody who's harmed you, done you wrong. And some people, they just don't understand what forgiveness is all about. A lot of people, they think that forgiving somebody has a lot to do with emotions. And it depends on one's emotions. And some people say, well, I just don't, I just don't feel like forgiving them. Well, we're never going to feel like forgiving somebody. Forgiveness is an act of love, which is an act of the will. It's not an emotion. Love is not an emotion, it's an act of the will. And so when we show this great act of love in forgiving somebody, it's an act of the will. And I can, I can bring about an act of the will no matter what emotion I may be experiencing. I can forgive somebody, I can choose to forgive somebody no matter how angry I am with that person. And that's how I can forgive my enemy. Jesus tells us in the Gospels, forgive your enemies. Love your enemies. I'll never have a warm and fuzzy feeling for my enemy, and neither will you. Let's face it. How do we forgive them? Love is an act of the will. Forgiveness is an act of the will. It's a deliberate choice which we can make. It doesn't depend on our emotions or our feelings. Another reason why forgiveness, I think, is very difficult in our society today is a lot of people, they link it. They link and associate forgiving with forgetting. And people often say to me, well, Father, I just, I thought I forgave that person, but I just, I can't forget it. I just keep remembering what what he or she did to me or said to me. I just can't forget it. It keeps coming back to my, my memory. We have to remember that forgiveness is different than forgetting. Forgiveness is an act of the will. It's something you deliberately choose to do. Forgetting is not an act of the will. 
It's not something you can deliberately do. I'll prove it. I want you to right now deliberately forget your first name. Forget about it. Can't do it. Can't do it. It's an act. <laughs> Forget, forgetting, it's, it's not an act of the will. It's not something we can choose to do. But forgiving is. I can choose to forgive somebody, but I cannot choose to forget something by simply willing it. Another reason it's difficult to forgive in our society is because people just don't know what it's like to be forgiven. Many of the great saints write that in order to forgive somebody, in order to love somebody, we must first experience God's forgiveness for us, God's great love for us. We do that uh, ordinarily in the sacrament of reconciliation. And that's why, as a priest, I try to go to confession every week. Every week, because Holy Mother Church and our good Lord ask me to be generous a generous distributor of God's unconditional love and mercy, especially in the sacrament of reconciliation. And in order to understand just how God, just how merciful God wants me to be towards others, I have to experience that mercy of God myself, often. You know, sometimes people, they refuse to forgive another person because they, they erroneously believe that if they don't forgive somebody, they exercise some type of power or control over the offender or the situation. I see this a lot. Some people, they just, won't refu they just refuse to forgive somebody because they think that if they do, they're going to lose all power in this situation, all control over that. And just the opposite is true. Just the opposite is true. We hear in Ben Sirach, the first reading, wrath and anger are hateful things, yet the sinner hugs them tight. So many people do that. Ben Sirach is writing this over 2,000 years ago. Yet the words are just as true and appropriate for us today. So many people, they hug resentment and bitterness and anger and hatred. They hug it tight, thinking that it's going to hurt that other person who offended them. It's going to teach them a lesson. But they're wrong. This is why Jesus commands us to forgive people. Because it actually brings healing to us. When we forgive somebody who's hurt us, it actually heals us from that pain which is caused. It's a very beautiful mystery of our Christian faith. And when it's difficult to forgive, we may ask our Lord the same question that Simon Peter did in the Gospel. How often must I forgive this person? They're doing this a lot. Seven times? No. Seventy-seven times. But Lord, what if somebody abandons me in a time of great need? Yes, what if somebody slanders my name and spreads vicious rumors about me? Yes. Even if somebody has abused me, physically or verbally or emotionally? Yes. What if my spouse cheats on me? Yes. 
What if my children say they hate me? Yes. What if somebody's taken something from me? Yes. What if somebody flies an airplane into a building and kills thousands of people? Yes. We forgive them. We forgive them. Is it easy? No, it's not easy. Is it necessary? Yes, it's necessary. Now, there's an important component here. We cannot separate mercy and justice. You cannot have mercy without justice. And so when we sin against somebody, uh, more often than not, we create an injustice which must be resolved. For example, if I stole $1,000 from you, you were very nice and you forgave me, I still have your money. There's an injustice which needs to be corrected. So we can never talk about mercy without justice. However, we are going to save the topic of justice for another homily. The fact of the matter is this. We must forgive. It's not an option. And it's not just for the person who's offended us, but it's for us too. It's a commandment from God who has created us and has forgiven us. So as we continue with this Holy Mass, we pray for the courage and the strength to forgive those who have sinned against us since our Lord has forgiven all of our sins. Praise be Jesus Christ.